I'm here with Stephen Uliberry. Hey. Hope I pronounced that correctly again. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like many ways to say it, <laughs> but um, that's how, the how are you most doing today, Steve? Um, I'm doing great. Yeah, doing really good. How are you guys doing? How are you doing over there? Good, good. Um, yeah, Mark's not uh, with me today. Um, he's he's always busy doing animation for this uh, educational company he's working for. So oh, okay, cool. He's working on some animation right now. Um, but yeah, we're we're doing well. I'm uh, I'm really impressed. Uh, you you came out with a new training, um, and it's a shooter. It's the ultimate uh, C plus plus as a shooter. Training. Yeah. So I'm very excited, and uh, I know a lot of your students are totally stoked because I've seen the comments uh, on the class. And um, well, let's talk a little bit more about you. So, how did you get into C plus plus, and what's your background, Stephen? Uh, so my background uh, originally was chemical engineering. Um, I got into um, programming uh, around halfway through that um, my degree. I was um, interning at a national lab here at uh, uh, Albuquerque, and my mentor uh, suggested I start doing some Python programming, and um, and so I, I was all for it. And um, she, uh, after a few programs, told me that uh, it looks like you're kind of a computer scientist at heart, you know. And I and I was like, at the time, like, oh yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of fun, but. Um, I, I started learning Python using this book uh, that taught um, a bunch of small small projects, and they were all games. And uh -huh. it kind of got me thinking, like, you know, this is this is kind of fun. Games programming seems to be a lot more fun than chemical engineering. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, who would have thought? Um, so, so that kind of like turned me on to it. And um, shortly after I uh, discovered um, that Unreal Engine had made their engine free and and that it was a C++ based engine. So um, I, I sort of um, decided to start learning C++ for that reason and and kind of started making little games projects here and there throughout my degree and my internship. And uh, so I, I spent about um a summer semester where i only had a couple of classes um mainly focusing on c plus plus and and kind of took it from there and and i sort yeah. of uh, i sort of kind of fell in love with game programming uh more than chemical engineering it was it was kind of hard to finish the degree because i was my mind was on games programming you know so i yeah. kind of had to force myself to finish but in the background i was i was working on my games projects so that's kind of how it started yeah, because I would say, because I know even on Udemy, uh, I'm I'm still taking your C++ training that you have that you recommend even before we do your other trainings. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I really think, yeah, you're like a, you know, you're basically a computer scientist. You know, <laughs> you, you, you self-taught uh, computer science degree right there. Yeah, so, and I, I guess I, um, I really decide, I really discovered what I, liked to do while I was in college, I would hang out at the algebra table, uh, which is basically this place uh, in one of the buildings in UNM where you could just go hang out and ask the TAs for help. And um, and I started kind of helping other students when the TAs weren't around. And uh, eventually the TAs were like, hey, you should just be a TA because you're kind of doing what we're doing, but we're getting paid for it. So 
um, so I, I applied there and I started teaching uh, or TAing for some math courses. And, and there were some sessions where we were allowed to um, actually take a unused classroom, a classroom that wasn't being used at the time and do sort of a Q&A session uh, and use the chalkboard and all that. And I love that stuff. And yeah. so that kind of got my yeah. my gears turning and I was like, you know, maybe this is something that I'd like to do. And so. Yeah. And I, I have to ask you, because I know it, it sounds like you're you're actually a gamer as well. What 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 games are you currently playing right now? What are, are is there anything? Are you in any campaigns right now that you're working on or any games? Yeah, so, you're doing? so since I started making this shooter course, I started playing a lot of shooter games and uh, you know, kind of just doing homework. <laughs> and yeah. um, one of the games that it's, it's, you know, a little embarrassing to admit, but I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. Um, and and yeah. one of the reasons is, you know, Fortnite's an Unreal Engine game. So, you know, I'd like to yeah. see um, kind of all of the things that are implemented there. Steven, that's nothing to be embarrassed about. Nothing to be embarrassed about. With that. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, the, the reputation is, you know, there's a lot of bright colors, so it looks kind of like a little kid sort of game, but it's really a pretty intense game, and I think it's it's pretty nicely engineered. Uh, I really like the controls and things. At, at first, it was a little hard for me because coming from other shooter games like, oh, I don't know, Halo and Destiny, um, it felt a little yeah. a little weird. Um, but I got used to it, and and so so really a lot of this shooter course is uh, inspired uh, by Fortnite and my other favorites. Um, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of Destiny, and uh, and its controls. So yeah, are you a, are you a hunter or or uh, what what's your role in that? Because I I'm a huge Destiny two uh, fan. In fact, I just played it last night. Let's see, it's so, been a while. What's the one? Is it called a? I said a warlock. A warlock. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you, that's the typically the one I use, um, but uh, yeah, I haven't played that in a few years, actually. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. You know, it's one of those things where you go onto Steam and they show you how many hours like you put in. Mm-hmm. I put in oh, way, man. Too, way too many hours in Destiny too. Like, it, yeah, I mean that's that's embarrassing in its own right. Like, you know, I could have uh, learned like, six different languages or something, but no, seriously, I'm really good at. At, at killing in destiny too so i stopped um, looking at the hours back in halo when i was i was playing on a i don't even think it was an xbox 360 i think it was just the xbox i was playing halo and um and you could see your hours in uh in the matchmaking uh and i i looked one day and it was like three thousand hours or something and i was like holy crap i'm not gonna look at that <laughs> No, it's uh, but hey, there's it's a good. I, I see it as a positive outlet. I think gaming's amazing. Um, right. Well, can you can you give me a list of your your courses on Udemy? Like, so I know I've 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 told you know that you have a C plus plus intro mm-hmm. training, mm-hmm. and then from there you have the ultimate. Well, yeah. Just give me a, a list of your your trainings that you have. You is it four? Is it three or four? trainings it's, right now it's four as of now um, i'm currently okay. working on a fifth one uh just Great. actually just finished the fifth one with game dev tv but um, i'm working on i guess that makes it the sixth one uh the first one is it's called learn learn c plus plus for game development um just basically from you know absolute beginner new to programming um yeah. on up uh from there i made um unreal engine c plus plus the ultimate game developer course and that's um, a basic uh, 
one of my Unreal personal favorite project. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, after that, I made a Blueprints course. Uh, I called it Unreal Engine Blueprints, the ultimate developer course, since I'm not really that great at coming up with titles, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the third one. And then now this this newest one, Unreal Engine C++, the ultimate shooter course. Yeah, which is, I think what what's so nice, and I and I put this in the comments, and I'm I'm actually probably going to do a blog post about you as well as I truly believe that if if um, people start out with your C++ training, they they do your first ultimate, uh, and then the second one, the second ultimate, the shooter. Mm -hmm. I mean. You have everything you possibly need to get a game done and done right. I, I think, you know, I've done a game all in blueprints. Mm -hmm. It just feels clunky to me. Whereas mm -hmm. when I do a game that has C++ really driven behind it, it seems so much smoother. Run To me, maybe mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, it just seems like it runs better. I mean, what's your thoughts on C++ versus blueprints? Do you feel any difference in that? I mean, as far as um, big, serious projects, it's definitely, I think, the way to go. I mean, you can do a big yeah. project with all blueprints, but you're going to be, um, you're going to have a lot of, well, you could organize your blueprints project so that you don't have too much spaghetti code, but there's going to be some spaghetti code. Um, yeah. And, you know, it is, I, I guess, um, the number out there is that C++ is 10 times faster than blueprints. I mean, the blueprints need to be translated into C++. Um, yes. I, I think it's the way to go for for big projects. Um, the 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 core of the game um, being handled in C++ can be much more efficient, more orderly, and then you yeah. know the cosmetic stuff can be quickly added on in blueprints and customized in blueprints. But uh, of course, they need to be work. They, they they need to dovetail dovetail together. Um, you you very rarely will you see if any um, projects that are purely C++. But uh, but yeah, I think that that's the way to go. Yeah, in fact, um, so my my take, I mean, from following your your courses and, you know, I've done others is I do. Yeah, it's just really a combination of both um, truly like the cosmetic, like the HUDs, you know, you're mm -hmm. using a lot of blueprint and that. But um, to be able to just, you know, if you need to do a quick variable, set it up and then it's just done compared to. Cat, I find when I'm doing blueprints, like I'm always casting to the character. And mm -hmm. then I, I read somewhere where it's like, it's really not good to do casting that much. Mm -hmm. um, I, and I don't know. I don't, I don't again, it, it has to do with speed or, mm -hmm. and, and all that. So um, doing both has been trem tremendously better. In fact, uh, if, you, if you go on Steam, if you look up Lost Robot, I basically used your training and this is for any of our listeners out there you could basically take steven's training and you know you can create an entire game you say at the beginning like look you can take this and you can make your whole game so mm -hmm. um if you look up lost robot that's um you can see uh, it's it's i call it a hack and slash because you know really we're grabbing those swords and then you're running around in that and you're really just slashing at these robots mm -hmm. and stuff so um Anyways, it's 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 really exciting. I think um, I hope um, you know people listening from this podcast will go and and um, check out your uh, all of your courses, but realize that if they do do it, that they're setting themselves up to just be an ind 
indie game developer, you know? Yeah, and you know, and the C++ course, um, I actually have plans here in the very near future to revamp it and add a lot to it. Um, oh. And uh, and another thing is, um, I'm uh, probably gonna re-record those all of the whiteboard lectures uh, with better equipment. Oh, really? I've, I've since sort of upgraded my equipment since then. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, you'll see you'll see towards the end of the shooter course um, and in this. Uh, upcoming game dev course um that uh, the sound quality improves a bit um and yeah. um and so so yeah i got i got some some different uh i got a new recording environment um, some more recording equipment so so yeah there's going to be some a little bit of, of some improvements coming up too that's great have you thought Stephen, of setting up your own um and i have to say too that your your work ethic really inspires me like the amount of work that you've put into this, even the second, the C++ shooter course, it's, mm -hmm. pheno it's phenomenal, man. <laughs> I mean, my hat's off to you, dude. I mean, it is, because like just me doing the tutorial themselves is like, wow, you know, the work. But the work, because I know how tough it is to, you know, you got to put this stuff together. You got to edit it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, from sound and, and, and the visual and everything. Um, God, man, it's, it's so much work. Have you mm -hmm. thought about... Um, with your own website and that, like you basically, basically have like your own school, like your own, I mean, I know you're doing stuff for game dev TV, which is, you know, fantastic. They're, they're pretty amazing, mm -hmm. but um, you're really set up to be like your own game development trainer. I mean, mm -hmm. you could have, think about this. You could have your students around the world. Like think about, it's pretty awesome how you're probably impacting a lot of young minds man they're gonna go out there and become these great um you know game development gurus basically <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of the idea um i actually have some plans um you know lots of plans and and not enough time but i'm, I'm slowly work i'm slowly getting there um i got some yeah. plans for a sort of um online academy type thing uh, coming up okay. in the future um what I'd like, ultimately, what I'd like is to is to educate people sort of um, um, all around in computer science, um, yes. including uh, all the all the prereqs you would take at a university, you know, like algebra linear, up to algebra. yeah, linear, linear trigonometry, even some calculus, some physics courses, um, okay. because you, you know, um, and, and these are things that you know a student could pick and choose. Obviously, I, I wouldn't say you have to take this before you take that. Mm -hmm. um, but um, ultimately, I'd like to have enough topics covered to where, you know, if you take them all, you're essentially uh, educated as if you had graduated with a CS degree at one of the top universities. Yeah. And so exactly. that would allow people to get all of that skill set without having to pay, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for a degree. Because, yeah. you know, realistically in the in the industry these days, that's less important I've I've seen employers turn down people with uh, an actual like a PhD. Uh, this this employer this uh, software company I was working for um, had the uh, the the uh, convention of uh, having the entire uh, dev team present during the interviews, which I, I guess a lot of companies are doing that. Um, sure. And so I got to sit in on a lot of interviews, and uh, the company isn't really that concerned about your level of education. Really, it's. Um, you know, if if uh, if you if you got your degree and and you 
retain the information, that's awesome. You know, you're definitely hireable, but um, uh, really it's it's the skills that matter. So um, I got hired into the software engineer, uh, into the software field without a software engineering degree. Granted, I, I had my chemical engineering degree, which probably helped, yes. but um, if I, I believe that if I didn't have that chemical engineering degree with the same amount of knowledge, it would probably not be that big of a, of a, of a uh, locked door. Yeah. And I think too, um, uh, and you know, my background's in animation and that, and I want to say, I, I really appreciated the, the extra time that you put into this course on the, the movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you really went into depth, um, within the C plus plus and, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on the turning in place animation stuff right mm-hmm. now. And uh, thank you, man, because <laughs> I, I think what yeah. people don't realize too, it's what's so amazing about gaming. It's, 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 you know, it's animation, it's computer science, it's sound, it's all of these things together that make something that, you know, it's its own art form that mm-hmm. uh, I think it's like the early stages, the way movies were, you know, that, you know, gaming now is, is, um, it, it definitely is going to be, they're going to have like their own, I, I don't know, they probably already do, but they're going to have huge award shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I, I see that coming for sure. If, if they're yeah. not already doing that somehow. Yeah. I, I think they, I, I'm sure they are, man. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, they have like the Oscars and stuff like that. But I mean, some of these, you see some of these trailers and you're like, man, right. the, the artwork, the anime, this is phenomenal. Like, have you seen uh, Red? Uh, I think it's called Redfall. And uh, I think I have. Let's see, Redfall. I think and, I've seen, oh yeah, Redfall. Yeah, and it's it's done, I believe it's done in Unreal Engine. I'm, yeah, I'm sure of it. Amazing. It uh, when you yeah watch that trailer again if you can. It's it's I can't wait for that game to come out. Yeah, it's insane what what some of these what some of these games are doing, and um, it, it's legitimately as much um, in some cases work and probably close to as much money as some of these huge movies. So it's it's crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely, and and it's. Again, we're uh, Mark and I were talking about how closely similar it really is, like developing, you know, your social media for the game, you know, mm-hmm. the marketing. I think, um, you know, it's a mistake for young young indie developers to just make the game and then think, okay, well, I made it, you mm-hmm. know. It is. But it's like there's so much more. Uh, you have to really promote the the heck out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and you have to take advantage of all the things that you have at your disposal. I mean, there are so many ways to make something big that yeah. if you don't, you know, if you if you can, you should take advantage of everything you can, right? You should oh, absolutely. you should funnel all the possible students into your game using all of the outlets, you know. Otherwise, there's there's free there's things out there that wouldn't cost you any money. I mean, of course it costs you time, which is kind of money, but um but yeah, I mean, it makes it the technology these days makes it so easy to at least use the tools. You know, wh- whether or not uh, the game blows up, I guess depends on the game. But yeah, yeah. well, um, yeah. well, I, I gotta say, uh, you know, the the game that I made, it was very, you know, because I'm I'm learning, I'm learning from your courses and that, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm just taking what I'm learning and throwing it in. So it's 
the the guys on Steam, man, they're pretty rough. <laughs> yeah yeah no no they're great what what i find awesome is like wow they they took the time you know to play the game and i thought that was pretty awesome but they'll they'll really go into detail of like how they think the game can change or this not which mm-hmm. actually in a way that's really helpful mm-hmm. uh, i almost think it's worth it to to really put your beta games on steam and mm-hmm. then uh, get the feedback and then Develop. It's a, it's almost like using it for development in its own, in its own way. So mm-hmm. absolutely, it's it's almost like if you're a writer and you join a writing group and they start telling you all the things that are wrong with your story and the story's your baby, so you're it's gonna hurt your feelings. But at the end, you know, you're like, okay, well, if everyone's saying that it needs to change in this way, then maybe maybe. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah cor- exactly. No, that's a yeah, that's a really good analogy on that. Um, so, what is? Well, did you want to? Uh, did you want to talk more about your your new course or your latest course that you're doing? Yeah, sure. Um, so, so there's so there's the shooter course. We've been talking about that. Um, Game Dev reached out to me and asked if I would like to do a, a C plus plus fundamentals course. Um, right. And and they're thinking, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of devs in their community. Um, they're over well, not overwhelmingly, but there's a lot of Unity developers in their community, and a lot of them um learn to see sharp and um and I, I i guess they asked at one point hey guys um if we came out with you know a very basic beginners c plus plus course would you guys be interested and apparently there was a resounding hell yes because um a lot of unity devs um have wanted to branch out into into uh unreal engine but you yeah. know c plus plus is sort of a barrier to entry yeah, in many cases so uh, so that's really so that, yeah, so so they were like, hey, you want to, we like your courses. It looks like uh, your students really like you. Would you like to do a C++ course for us? And I was like, sure. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, that's so, that, so that's a very beginner, uh, beginner or um, it's, it's, you know, starts off with absolute basics and makes okay. a couple of uh, 2D games uh, using Raylib. Uh, have you heard of Raylib? No, I haven't. What is that? It's pretty cool. It's a very lightweight a small game engine that's easy to use, easy to install, and has a lot of really basic functions like, uh, you know, a, literally a function called, um, you know, uh, let's see. Well, now I, I said literally, so I have to say the actual function name. But there's functions that are like, you know, make window and draw draw texture and stuff like that. Oh, well, that's great. So it's pretty cool. And then, you know, you just kind of make everything from scratch and load up your 2d textures it could do 3d too but oh cool well then is that something that you would use uh for like some mobile game development as well you could you could make uh you can make some basic 2d games um you know you could make 2d games in unreal 2 uh, unreal engine as well but um but yeah but um, for some tiny lightweight projects it's almost like you're using a um here I am with the analogies again. You're using yeah. a, a very over-equipped tool for a for a small job, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I, I would probably use it for if I wanted a simple 2D, even like a, if I wanted to make like a 2D MMO or something, you know, yeah. and I could just like architect all of the all of the implementation from scratch. Rayla would probably be a good way to do it. I was gonna ask you too if. Um... Because I know I'm going to go in the direction with with us. We're going to 
also talk a lot about blender i want to do um i want to you know morph our podcast more into you know unreal engine and blender and then i noticed in this last course that you helped out with the ammo and you've Mm -hmm. modified some stuff in blender Mm -hmm. Um, so i have a i have a few it's just great having you on today's show one i have a couple questions for you for for upcoming trainings would you possibly do a source control training using unreal engine even if it was a couple hours training that is really funny that you asked that um that's my next course that i'm actually working on right now uh if you hear this that's my notes for it (laughs) really oh my god um, uh yeah, so I've I've uh, planned out. I have the curriculum all planned out. I'm actually uh, making currently making slides and uh, about to start filming. I've uh, contract. I've found an independent contractor to make some art for it, and um, I I think this course will be done fairly quickly within the next month or two, and and so it's going to cover um, basically what Git is. Um, I found that a lot of uh, a lot of game developers um, sort of fall short on. The source control side and, yes. and it's a really important thing that i think all developers game dev or otherwise should at least have a, fun, so a foundation important. in yeah i could have saved myself man on your first on no no i wouldn't say your first course but your first ultimate um you know game development c plus mm-hmm. plus i wish i was using source control on that one <laughs> yeah i was making oh man steven i was making all kinds of mistakes Oh my god! <laughs> really messing up, and then like at one point in time, I had to like almost completely start over. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I had incremental saves like you you do in Source Control, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had to do that. You know, I could go back and and um. So what you're doing is I'm so glad you're making this course. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll be one of your first buyers of that. I'll jump all over that one, man. Yeah, I think I think this course is going to be the course that many game developers didn't know that they severely need <laughs> because yes. Yes. Uh, because it's it's overlooked and and once you do realize and learn what it can do for you then it's like there's there's no way there's no way you could go back to not using source control it's like it's it's just yeah. part of your workflow. Well, um, even but, as a developer in my web stuff and and um you know I use Bootstrap and other things I started mm-hmm. using source control but i i really need this training that you're doing because i just struggle somehow i just don't it's not as easy for me Mm -hmm. for whatever reason as it is for me to use github desktop Mm -hmm. and let's say i'm making a website or something it just was so much easier there's just a little bit more steps involved i think with unreal engine so uh yeah there's a there's a couple there's actually just a couple of small things you need to do but um, the thing about Git um, and source control in general is, mm-hmm. you know, most most technologies you can treat like a black box and do this and do that. But when mm-hmm. it comes to Git in particular and, and source control, um, it, it, it typically works better when you take the opposite approach. It, you have to understand how Git works uh, under the hood, yeah. which doesn't take a lot of work to learn that. Uh, it just you have to have a few things explained to you. And then once you understand how it works and you kind of learn some of the command line arguments, then all of the tools, including GitHub or um, yes. you know, things like Visual Studio and VS Code, have great Git tools built in. Um, then it becomes that. simple. I saw that on this one, this latest training you did, where you're using um, 
Yeah, it's um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, but again, I messed up. Like I, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I'm a terrible student, Stephen. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't stick with it. You know, like I, I set it up like using source control, mm-hmm. and then I hit a couple snags, and I was like, ah, screw it. I'm just gonna keep going, and and um, and so now like my source control on this last one is completely messed up. I, I I'll definitely um, take your course and start out. Oh, yeah. For- yeah, this this will definitely help a lot of people with getting comfortable with it because it can seem daunting. But uh, yeah. when, once it's set up and you have a workflow, then it becomes kind of just natural. Um, I, I think that, um, um, well, so the thing about Git is it's it's very uh, it's very lightweight, especially branching. Yeah. Uh, and in my course, we'll talk all about why. But because of that, <clears throat> because of that. Um, the the workflow is typically to branch often and merge often and basically you know you've got your main branch but when you when you start adding new features um, just create a branch do the feature in that branch make sure it's not broken and then merge it back in and you do that even several times a day if not you know lots of you know several times an hour even and and it uh, makes it much more easy I was gonna I was just thinking too you know what's great about it and and why I got into it uh briefly with game development or, or want to is when you uh collaborate with people mm-hmm. so if you have a team let's say you you know you want to hire a developer you know to help out with um, a certain function or whatever um mm-hmm. just what you were talking about to be able to do the branches make changes test stuff out and then mm-hmm. uh yeah it's really a great for collaboration and then everyone has a backup of the project so if, if one person uh, you know uh, totally messes it up, then everyone else has has the project that and still in working order and everything. So, yeah. Uh, and I you do know, cover um, some of the best practices and what not to do when collaborating too, because <laughs> okay, yeah, like um, uh, whether you're making your repository like a private or public or how you handle that. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that you can set up um, pretty pretty easily. Um, uh, you know, just kind of a setting in GitHub. Um, there's other little 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 things you can do that can kind of ruin people's progress. I mean, Git has the ability to rewrite history, and yeah. um, and there are things uh, like uh, are you familiar with the rebase? No, um, no, no. Well, in Git, when you create a branch, you have a separate branch, and then you know when you decide to merge it back to your other branch, it merges in as a new special type of commit called a merge commit. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to, you could do a rebase, which essentially, when you have a merge commit, you have a new commit with two parent commits. Okay. Usually, usually regular commits have a single parent, the previous version of the project, right? But yeah. when you merge commit, your new commit has two parents. So uh-huh. the graph creates this sort of bubble. And um, one thing you can do to make your graph linear is a rebase. And basically, it, it results in a linear history. But it changes the history. So if you if you if you get you know if you pull from the repo sorry if you pull from the repository you oh. change the history and then you force that push back up and you change it then when someone else tries to go in and merge their work in you know there's a new history and 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 they'll run into problems. Oh um, yeah, I see. Okay, yeah, I see so, what you're saying. So yeah, so there's little things. I mean, that's basically the the main thing not to do when working with other people. Typically, people rebase their own uh, personal merges before they push up to the origin, and that way, um, 
their new change is nice and linear and pretty and then yeah. it just pushes up as oh here's new stuff to add on top of the origin and then everyone else is like oh you added some nice new pretty commits and now i can pull that and you know keep working yeah no it's that's it, great i um man i can't wait for that training and my other question i i had for you again um i i, I kind of went off on source control there but um <laughs> was uh was the fact that you're talented in um you know drawing and and bl blender you you did stuff even in this last course so mm -hmm. um would you maybe even find someone that you would collaborate with and do a blender training kind of because i really feel they're amazing programs blenders open source mm -hmm. unreal engine you know is free it's not mm -hmm. you know it's it's out there so between blender and unreal engine together it's a beautiful thing for an indie indie game developer absolutely yeah have you have you i mean i'm just going i want to put that seed in your in your mind steve and i hope that maybe um that would be something because I, I really see you as like this total game dev solution training uh thing uh coming out with with everything that you're doing so what's your thoughts on blender yeah, I like I really like that idea. Uh, Blender being open source, I mean, there's there's no uh, there's no price barrier, right? So yeah. lots of indie game devs are going to turn to Blender as opposed to uh, Maya, which is great but expensive. So yes. um, I I really like that idea. I think um, maybe a lot of game uh, indie game devs uh, would probably benefit from that, uh, yeah. just like the, the the Blender to Unreal workflow, since because there are a few little nuances right <laughs> yeah sure to, sure of course um, so yeah that would be cool came out with that plugin that blender plugin which is pretty amazing mm -hmm. yeah totally I, I think that would be fun um maybe even just you know some basics also uh you know some blender basics or something and you know yeah. quickly prototype something with uh you know making some stuff in blender get it into the engine get yeah. it working and yeah get even get yeah even that whole yeah even that whole thing like a basic character and then yeah getting it into the engine and then having it animate and move around the engine mm -hmm. um, is yeah that would be that would be awesome too i don't want to throw all these training things at you so you're, you're super busy you got your solar I, I can't wait for the source control that's coming out in like two weeks uh, well, no, I'd say more like a month. Um, I, okay. I, I actually just started, um, I have a video editing assistant now and she's actually oh. editing videos right now. Um, and so, so I've got this, uh, kind of a, I've streamlined my workflow a bit. I now can film a video, send it over to her. She can edit it and then I can watch it, make sure it's, you know, not in a totally mucked up state. And then, um, and then, and then that cuts, it literally cuts my time in half because it's like, there's two of me now. So that's yeah. going to really speed things up. So I think this course can be done probably within, I want to say a month, but now that I said that it's going to take two, no, but I, I hope it takes less than, less than a month and a half. Well, I mean, that's, uh, you're very prolific. Uh, no, so that's great. I appreciate it. Well, um, is there anything uh, you you'd want to go into with with any of your trainings? Um, well, I I mean I, I could I can go on about this stuff all day. Did you do you have any um, anything in particular you'd like me to talk about? Um, um, no, I mean I uh, I just uh, oh I did um, 
you know, one of the things I ran into is um, I saw too again because I'm just an animation buff. Mm -hmm. I like how the fact in this training too you were showing the curves, you know. And yes, so important. Mm -hmm. I, I think again having that background and knowing like you know it's basically ease in ease out that's what animation curves are it's and mm -hmm. that's it really finesses everything so the fact yeah. you, you included that in this um this training i was like really impressed with that yeah when i was making this course um i i had looked at a lot of other shooter courses out there and 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 mainly what i saw was basic shooter mechanics but not a whole lot on the movement and animation and and unreal has an a crazy amount of features when it comes to animation and yeah. it's super versatile and i just thought well you know all of these mechanics and these games i'm playing you know i'm sitting here playing fortnite and i'm like wow <laughs> that's a nice turn in place oh hey that's uh, you know yeah and, it's yeah totally and, so we need crouching we need turning in place we need strafing leaning and and i was like well i'm just slowly my scope started increasing and i and i just added all those features in i was like you know yeah have you um i mean have you i i thought about this i don't know if you have really if you think about it with blender and unreal engine you can you basically could have your own little pixar from an animation point of view right because you can design these amazing characters within blender take them into the engine I'm just surprised. One of the things that Mark and I were talking about, how comes there, there's not more? Um, I just think there's, and maybe it will happen in the near future, more shows using Unreal Engine, like animated shows. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there's a workflow there that could be developed. Mm -hmm. uh, I know this is way off the gaming. The game. <laughs> it's definitely related, though. I, I, think, yeah. I think we'll see more of that. Uh, there's a lot of Unreal shorts out there. I think we'll see a lot more of Unreal Engine being used for a lot of different things. It's yes. kind of crazy how, how many things you can use it for. Yeah. And the, so. the great thing, too, with Blender and with Unreal Engine is they're built on Python. Yeah, the, the Blender's built on Python. Um, is, the, is the engine built on Python, too? I Unreal thought. Engine is built on C++. Oh, okay. um, but there is actually a Unreal Engine Python plugin, I think. I think there is. I think you can, I think you can program in Unreal Engine with Python, but it is translated to C++ though. Oh, okay. Kind okay. of like blueprints, but yeah. But you're you're right about the Blender thing, and you know a, a big hurdle that I had when making this course was mm -hmm. um, all of these movement uh, capabilities required animations, right? And and my goal was to only use things that the student could get for free, so I couldn't download this, you know master shooter animation pack or something and you know yeah. distribute it to people but um so so that was that's kind of one reason why i um covered the in engine animation editing and things like that um well, but, but with, with, oh i'm sorry go ahead oh no sorry oh i was just saying but with if you could just if you had the capability to, to put your character into blender and make your own animation then you can get around that hurdle yeah i've um I, I was doing that on this uh, corn pop game. I think we were talking about mm -hmm. where um, we had a, um, a designer designer, you know, in 3D in Blender. And then because it's such a unique character, you mm -hmm. know, it does not fit an epic skeleton. It will never fit like a humanoid epic skeleton. So you right. 
when you have a character like that, uh, you know, how to do the walk cycle, the jumps, everything uh, was done in Blender. Then you import those animations and mm-hmm. you know, set up your own blueprint and all like that. So yeah, I imagine the corn pop character has less bones. Um, <laughs> yes, a have lot. You, have you tried to do a retarget to the epic skeleton with that, or have you just no, said now it's too? No, not with a. I haven't, but you know, now because you can what, you can retarget if they have less bones. If it's roughly humanoid, you could retarget it. Uh, I'd be interested in if that was a complete disaster or if it worked. Well, I'll, uh, I'll send you um I'll send you over the the base model. You can take a look at it. But uh, it's a fun uh it's a fun little character. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think right now too we're also looking at glory dogs. Mark mm-hmm. uh, and Alan were were interested in jumping back and that. So the great thing about that is. You know, everyone's the humanoids. We're able to do the epic skeleton, which nice. opens the world. That's why I mentioned game developers realize it just opens the world to mo- all these mocaps that are already done. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. So a million. So my big thing is like, man, just get a humanoid type character, get it mm-hmm. mapped out to that epic skeleton, and you're pretty much gold. If you you're don't golden. have that money, yeah. yeah, you can still. Do I mean I needed like sleeping? So Lost Robot, okay. I used your training again. Everyone should use your training to to get their games on the Steam. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, I I went ahead and took that, and then I I put it in an epic skeleton, mm-hmm. and I needed him to be sleeping in that. And I, I I went into the marketplace. I just did a search, and I found like a general pack, and one of them included like you know the you know, sleeping character and was able to use it. It was on the, the nice. uh, took it from their skeleton. That's so. pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can rig it to the, the epic, epic skeleton, it's yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff out there. There's, like, That's so awesome. Much. And then, um, uh, it would be cool too. If you ever get involved in any of that, um, like rigging where you can, uh, you know, Mark wants to get one of those like suits, that people mm-hmm. wear and then and then you rig it to the engine and then it goes in and mm-hmm. you take you can just do any you know walk any type of movement you could take that animation and put it in the engine yeah so, that'd be super helpful was that like clone seven i don't know what the name of the software company it's something like that iClone. i have I to look into it but yeah yeah that would be that would be pretty nice yeah there's it, a lot of time yeah i i'm i'm just uh uh, the thing for me, I wish I got into this like ten years ago, but but even then, like everything is just really coming to fruition now, you know. Yeah, With it that. really is. Yeah, yeah. it's so. crazy. It's and it's gonna get it's gonna get crazier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, c- could you imagine having these these tools like you know even these same type of tools even five years ago would be crazy. Right. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, even well, hey, I don't, man, I don't, um, uh, I'll just um, I just want to thank you for taking the time, you know, to come in our studio and and record with us today, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jeffrey. It's always it's always a pleasure. And yeah. uh, it's really fun chatting up uh, about all this stuff. So, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. And I, um, 